Hey, faithful listener, thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Hello and good morning, friends and faithful listeners. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries podcast this morning. And I am Jen, your host here. We are going to be discussing Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 12 this morning. So go ahead and grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea and your Bible. I will be reading out of the WEB version of the Bible this morning. And for those of you who don't know, on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I do an Old Testament episode episode, and I call those ones from creation. And then I do a New Testament episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I call that from Christ episodes. So if you see um, the episode title and one of them says from creation or from Christ, that means either Old or New Testament. And I do that to ease confusion a little bit, because basically the Old Testament does start from creation and the New Testament starts from Christ. So just to clear that up with you guys a little bit, for those of you who are new to the podcast this morning, and for those of you who actually are new to the podcast and want to go back to the the old, old episodes, the very first ones, which are actually kind of rocky, just to let you guys know, um, they are, they're a little bit rough. But if you guys do want to go back and listen to those, they are completely available. If you search for the P40 Ministries podcast on Google, it some of the, I think, listen notes has it from the very beginning and also Audible has it from the very beginning. But for some reason, Google podcasts and uh, Apple podcasts do not have them. They only have my last 100 episodes I've done for whatever reason. I don't know why, and I can't fix it. I don't I don't know what the problem is. So sorry about that, guys. But if you do want to listen to the very beginning episodes, you can definitely search for it, and it will be available somewhere on Google. But let's go ahead and read Exodus chapter 3 today, verses 1 through 12. Grab your cup of coffee, and let's go ahead and start reading. Now Moses was keeping the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to back of the wilderness and came to God's mountain, to Horeb. Yahweh's angel appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the middle of a bush. He looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. Moses said, I will go now and see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. When Yahweh saw that he came over to see, God called to him out in the middle of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. He said, Here I am. He said, Don't come close. Take off your sandals, for the place you are standing on is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Yahweh said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land, to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite. 
Now behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me. Moreover, I have seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Moses said to God, Who am I, that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? He said, Certainly I will be with you. This will be the token to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. This chapter starts out by talking about Moses' occupation here. It says that he was a shepherd, which is kind of interesting because it seems like a lot of people who Jesus called on in the Old Testament so far have been shepherds. For example, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were all shepherds, and now Moses is a shepherd. And he's not a shepherd of his own sheep, though. He is the shepherd of his father-in-law, Jethro, or Raul. We talked about this man uh, a little bit before. Uh, when Moses fled Egypt for his life, basically, he came and lived with this man named Raul, who is also the name Jethro. For some reason, Jethro has two names in the Bible, Raul or Jethro, but it's the same man. So basically, this Jethro guy had a lot of flocks that Moses would regularly take care of. This was Moses's occupation. So it says here that Moses led Jethro's flocks out into the desert in the wilderness. And it says that he came to this mountain called Horeb, which means God's mountain, I think. And so it says that all of a sudden, Yahweh's angel appeared to him in a flame of fire out in the middle of the bush. And so Yahweh's angel, we know that that means Jesus. Anytime we see Yahweh's angel mentioned in the Old Testament, that always signifies Jesus. We know that because every other time that it talks about Yahweh's angel, there are several times in the Bible that says, this one looks like a son of God. There was, I think it was um, Nebuchadnezzar said that when the angel was in the midst of the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Nebuchadnezzar looked and he was like, that one looks like the son of God. So we know from that context and different things mentioned in the Bible that the angel of God or Yahweh's angel means Jesus is basically Yahweh's son. So all of a sudden, this flame of fire appears out of nowhere and strikes this bush. And this probably wasn't too uncommon. You know, if, if that happened in my front yard with all the water that I live near <laughs> in my home state, I would be pretty freaked out. But in the middle of a hot desert, because, you know, Moses was in the middle of a wilderness, this might not have been too uncommon for something to randomly catch on fire. But for me, I would have been really freaked out. Moses, however, was not super freaked out. He saw the bush catch on fire and he was like oh okay but then he gets a little freaked out because he's looking at this bush that's on fire and he's like what the heck is happening it's not it's not crackling it's not curling it's not falling it's not doing anything the fire is is not is not hurting it at all so Moses says to himself he's like okay I'm gonna walk over there and see what's going on here and that's what it says in verse 3. He says, I'm going to go now and see why this bush isn't being burned. So basically, Moses is walking towards this bush because anybody that sees a bush 
on fire but not burning is going to go over to it and be like, what, what is happening? How is this happening? So Moses walks over to this bush and it says that Yahweh saw that Moses was coming over to see him. And so finally it says God calls out to him in the middle of the bush, which is interesting. I want to mention that Yahweh's angel was just called God here in verse four. In verse two, it was called Yahweh's angel. And now it is called God, this angel. And I I just want to mention that because a lot of times people like to say that Jesus never called himself God. Well, that's an inconsistency because here it is in the Bible. Jesus here, Yahweh's angel is being called God. So it says in verse four that when Yahweh saw that Moses came over to see, God called to him out in the middle of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. So Moses hears his name being called and he's like, I'm, I'm right here. And so all of a sudden God says to him, he says, don't come close to me. He says, take off your sandals for the place that you are standing on right now is holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Jacob. And actually I, uh, I heard a really excellent sermon from my pastor a few weeks back, which was just really great. And one thing that my pastor mentioned was that when God says that I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it's it's interesting that he uses the words, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because at this point, this was several hundred years after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had all died. Yet God is saying, I am the God of those three men, implying that they're still alive, which they were. They were alive with God in glory. So that's just an interesting uh, observation that my pastor had that I never realized before. And I wanted to throw that out there. But anyway, God is basically saying to a, uh, not Abraham, I'm sorry, to Moses to take off his sandals. He's like, you're standing on holy ground, so take off your sandals. And this was for Moses to recognize that he was really talking to God, which he does. It says right after this that Moses ends up hiding his face because he was scared to look at God. He was scared. He was terrified because all of a sudden God is speaking to him in this bush. He real he recognizes the fact that because this bush isn't burning, that is God's spirit there. That is God. And he hides his face from God because he's afraid. And so after this, Yahweh keeps talking to Moses and he says, look, I have seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt. And so he's he's talking to Moses about the Hebrew people. And he says, I have seen them and I recognize their cries of distress and I have heard them. And he says, I know all of their sorrows because of their taskmasters. He says, I see them being slaves. And he says, I have come down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians and to bring them up to a better place, a place that I promised that I would bring them up to many, many years ago to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he says, it's time for that. I am going to bring them out of Egypt and I'm going to send them to a place that is flowing with milk and honey. And that sounds really delicious to me. (laughs) And every single time I think of that flowing with milk and honey, I'm like, oh, that just sounds so soothing. There was a soap 
that I had a long time ago, and I think it might have been called Milk and Honey, and it smelled really, really good. So every single time I think of this Milk and Honey, I remember the smell of that shampoo, and I'm like, man, that smelled so good. And so it, it just is a very delicious thought to me is just a land flowing with milk and honey. But so Jesus is is saying here, I'm going to be bringing you guys to a land flowing with milk and honey. And it's going to be the same places that the Canaanites live and the Hittites live. And he, he mentions all these different peoples, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And he says, I've heard all the cries of the people that are living in Egypt, all the Hebrews, the Israelites that are living in Egypt. I'm hearing their cries. They're finally crying out to me. We actually talked about that in uh, last time, not uh, <laughs> not this week because I was sick, but Last week, we talked a little bit about uh, basically how the people finally cried out to God after hundreds of years, possibly, of being slaves. Finally, they were crying out to God, and that is when God decides to intervene. It wasn't until then that God decides to intervene, and that is how God works. He doesn't intervene until you want him to. That is the really interesting and fascinating and really excellent thing about God. He works when you finally allow him to work. Because if you if he worked any sooner than that, we would be fighting him every step of the way, if you really think about it. Because we feel like we need to have control. We feel like we need to do everything our way. So if God intervenes any sooner than us not giving up that control, we're just going to fight him and then he, we're, you know, it's not going to be super effective. But when we finally give that control up to God and say, God, work in our lives, that is when God really decides to work. And he does. I, I actually know that from personal experience. It wasn't until I gave up control of my life that God really used me. I was a very uh, lazy person before and I, I wanted God to work, but I didn't let that I didn't give up that control to God, and now he he has been working in my life. But anyway, it says here in verse 10 that God starts working, and he hears the uh, affliction of his people in Egypt, and he says in verse 10, I am going to send you, Moses, to Pharaoh, and you're going to bring all of my people out of Egypt and to this land that is flowing with milk and honey. So then Moses argues with God in verse 11, and he says, who am I? He says, why should I go to Pharaoh that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? And here's what God says. It's very interesting. After Moses argues with God, he says, certainly I will be with you. This will be a token to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this very mountain. So it's a very interesting uh response that God has to Moses's doubt of who he is and who he is in God. And God is is just very loving. And he says to Moses, no, it's okay. I'm going to be with you. It's not through your power anyway. It's through my power and I will be with you. And you're going to be able to do this because of me. And that is what God is saying to Moses here. Now, of course, 
we're not going to get into this today, but Moses continues to argue with God and stuff, and we'll talk more about that. So join me then at 6 a.m. But friends and faithful listeners, my book, Out of the Mire, is finally available on Amazon Prime. It is a study of the life of Joseph. We just talked about Joseph, and he is one of my favorite biblical characters other than Jesus. He is one of the people in the Bible, in my opinion, who models Jesus the, the most closely, especially in the Old Testament. It's very interesting to me. And his entire life to me is just a very fascinating story of uh, slavery and then and being brought out of the mire, which is what I'm going to be talking about in that particular Bible study. And friends, I will drop a link to that Bible study in the bio of this podcast episode so you can take a look at it and possibly purchase one for yourself or for somebody that you know who is struggling with depression or purposelessness or hopelessness. This is a great study for that. This is talking all about trials and despair and all that kind of stuff and how God brings the people that he loves out of the mire. And like I said, I will drop a link to that and you can take a look at that if you so choose. But friends and faithful listeners, until next time, happy listening and God bless. Mm -hmm.